swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Poured in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's, down to Ricky's place Hello and welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. Rick and Amanda are not here. Rick is still working on that film in Portland, if it ever gets over. But we have some special guests. We have the Anderson Brothers, yes, Jonathan and Grant. Cheers, guys. Hey, Thanks hey, for coming. Man. Cheers. Lovely to be here. Oh, thank As you for always. being here. Very good. And this is a little bit of an on-air uh, reunion since uh, probably not the last time, but the, one of the most memorable times you two guys were together has to be the Lawrence Welk Show. The yeah. Lawrence Welk Show. Yes, we were part of the uh, musical family. Yeah, the musical yes. family of Larry's. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Grant's still in the industry, but I think that was my last official showbiz. <laughs> oh, you're back. Yeah. Yes. You're back. Him and his bowl cut. You know, he's looking, <laughs> out there looking like Mo Howard. Yeah. <laughs> so your parents were were regulars on the uh, Lawrence Welk yeah, Show. Yeah, they right? were. They were singers. They were uh, initially my uh, our stepmother was part of a trio, um, Sandy, Gail, and Mary Lou, and then eventually they became another trio called Gail, Ron, and Michael. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, we, we would go in. It's a very different time for television. You know, the last 15 minutes of that show would be passing the mic around for 15 minutes so all of us could, you know, breathe into it and say, you know, Merry Christmas to our sixth grade class and things awesome. like that. Awesome. Yeah, people had to actually get up to change the channel back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're here today and we're going to talk about Last week, if you listen to last, last week's episode, we talked about car chases, and I brought up a guy, Richard Lynch, from the 7-Ups, and Grant Anderson is the only person, that, other than me, that probably knows this dude, <laughs> and he, uh, he commented, and Richard Lynch is a, an actor, like I said, he's in the 7-Ups, but in Invasion USA, and probably every 70s uh, mystery one. Uh, Barnaby Jones, Streets of San Francisco. I think Cannell, Larson, and uh, Belisario pretty much paid his way through the 70s. He was, <laughs> he was in like every But he was a weird show. dude because he, in 1967, he started himself on fire yeah. on, on LSD. And yeah. so he had this weird face, but he scared the crap out of me yeah. when I was a kid. Yes. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's passed away now, which... I wanted to see him star in the Nicky Lauda story, which, <laughs> <laughs> again, Grant's the only one that gets yeah. it. Nicky Lauda was a uh, Formula One driver. Digging who, deep for the fun of the It's great. We actually had a fiery crash. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to talk about bad, bad guy actors. There's actors that are just always bad and always creepy, and uh, we're going to talk about them. So, uh, Grant, go ahead. Give us one, one of yours. Well, yeah, obviously, Richard Lynch is a great choice, He, you know, with his burned face and everything, but... Uh, <laughs> There's another uh, one who was just a staple in the 70s and 80s, and that was John Saxon. Um, oh, yeah. John Saxon, you know, who's a, an Italian guy who changed right. his name to John Saxon for some reason and was in just about every, you know, eight, 70s and 80s television show. Um, most notably, he was uh, Sador in the Roger Corman classic, Battle Beyond the Stars. You know, made uh, for under a million dollars. That's right. <laughs> John Boy Walton, blowing up planets. That's right. Yeah. Richard Thomas. And, uh, you know, he was in The Electric Horseman, of course, playing the big bad oil guy and uh, Fantasy Island. I think he played about twelve roles on that show. Um, he was just in a lot of stuff, and uh, and you know he was the suave, sort of intelligent, sophisticated bad guy yeah, for a long time. He, he had the bald head too. He had he the, one of the 
glass guy. Yeah. To, 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 and that to, intense glare. That without shaving the rest of the head, he kept the sides there. And, yeah. uh, and of nice. course, you know, Enter the Dragon. You can't you can't oh. talk about John Saxon and not think about him and Enter the Dragon and that big orange gee. Bruce <laughs> Lee and uh, Jim Kelly, I think, was in that yeah. one too, right? Yeah. Hey, really quick, you mentioned him in Fantasy Island. Wasn't yes. that the episode where he had to arm wrestle Mr. Bork and there was like the deadly spiders under I'm, the... I'm sure it was. It just came to mind right now. Like that we lost, you got this. Did Montalban have the Khan, Wrath of Khan? Yeah, the chest. He was wearing like the flowing open shirt. It was sort of the original blood sport moment, right? <laughs> you know, another little trivia fact about uh, John Saxon, if you recall, there was the $6 million man toys when we were kids. Right, right. And they were these, you know, these action figure dolls. And the Maskatron doll, which was the robot that you could change the faces on, was actually modeled after John Saxon. Really? Yes, it was. It's a very interesting little factoid. Little tidbit there. You get those here at Rick's Martini Bar. And we are up against our first commercial. But when we come back, we're going to hear with Jonathan bad guys that he likes are and who they are and we will be right back after this message at Rick's Martini Bar. Hello again and welcome back to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Grant Anderson with Jerry McCarty and Jonathan Anderson. And today we are discussing bad guy actors, guys who made a whole career out of playing villains. And we've got two down. We've got right, Richard Lynch, who was mine, and then you had John, the great John Saxon. And so, Jonathan, it's up to you. Tell us who you like right, or who you don't like. And I'm not oh. even going to pretend to know as much as these two guys. I was always the, <laughs> the subject of Grant's movies, and I found out five minutes beforehand when he was in film school. But my guy is... Uh, Vernon Wells. Oh, yeah, he's the the guy who always played the just stark, raving, mad lunatic bad guy. He was uh, I can't remember the character's Wes. name, but yeah, the guy riding the motorcycle with the two shotguns on his back and yeah. Road Warrior, and then later on um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's foe in Commando. Oh. He had much more of a Freddie Mercury vibe going on. <laughs> yeah, that dude was just, yeah with that little mesh yeah. T-shirt that he yeah, <laughs> he's always like wild-eyed, like he was on drugs and. <laughs> Willing to do absolutely anything. The guy was a maniac. And, of course, you know, he was the recipient of one of the greatest Arnold Schwarzenegger kill lines of all time when Schwarzenegger throws that big pipe through him and it hits a boiler and then Schwarzenegger says famously, get off some Steve Bennett. Bennett. (laughs) Great. Well, well, you know what? I'm going to stick with that same movie for my next bad guy. Who is... One of my favorites, who I first saw in Warriors, when he killed Cyrus, who was trying to build the gangs together, oh, yeah. David Patrick Kelly. Very That's good. A good one. <laughs> and That's he, a good one. He was in, 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 uh, in Commando. He played Sully. Which was, I'm sure you know uh, Arnold's line to him. You want to deliver it, no, Grant, no, since please, you got the Arnold? Please, you know, you give it to me. His was, Sully, remember when I told you I was going to kill you last I lied. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest line ever when he he, uh, did that. But I first saw him in The Warriors when his name was Luther. Yeah. Then, like, four years later... He did Dreamscape, right? Well, Dreamscape, he was great in, but in 48 hours, his name was Luther again. (laughs) When he uh, had the car, but yeah, Dreamscape, he was also another creepy bad guy. But yeah, David Patrick Kelly, that's mine. And just a, a little commando side, since we had two commandos. Grant, you might be able to uh, verify this, but I've, I've, I've been told that the first Die Hard was actually supposed to be a sequel to Commando, hmm. and that his name was John Matrix, and then because Arnold was doing Predator, 
they had to reshoot or they you know recast it with uh, Bruce Willis and change it to John McClane for Die Hard. I, that's an amazing factoid. I did not know that, but thank God they did because if, <laughs> if, if, if they hadn't, first of all, he w- it would have been impossible to hear all the funny lines, and more importantly, we never would have gotten to meet Hans Gruber. Right, like a great, it's a perfect lead-in for yes, one of your other ones. Alan Rickman, oh, Hans great. Gruber, you know, one of the great bad guys of oh, all time. Yeah. Rickman, you know, yeah, he keeps I'm, trying to change his sort of. You know his his sort of thing with the ladies. You know, he'll go and do like some you know Jane Austen piece to try to show that he's soft. But you know, it's, it's Alan Rickman. He's just he's evil. He's Snape. You know he's, yeah. he's those guys. You know. I, th- I totally thought he should have been nominated at least once for a supporting actor for Snape. Yeah, I agree. He's oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, in those definitely. Things. I agree. He's awesome in those things. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, another guy that, that we have to mention, I think, is Michael Ironside. Oh, yeah. Michael Ironside has spent, you know, the better part of 45 years glowering at the camera and saying the... And by the way, another recipient of one of the cheesy Schwarzenegger lines in The Great Total Recall, when he gets his arm chopped off, it's, see you at the party. He, I mean, everybody, you know, a lot of these guys have gotten, like... A lot of these guys have gotten, you know, axed by Schwarzenegger on a good line, you know? It's, they, that's how they make their living. You know, it's perfect. Great, great, great. Yeah, and of course, you know, Daryl Revick. He was Daryl Revick in Scanners. He blew oh, that yeah. dude's brains up right yeah. in the middle of that scene, yeah. which is one of the grossest, you know, Cronenberg's movie that Back I ever Back when seen. Debbie Harry was still hot. Ah. <laughs> Very, good. Very good. Very good. Nice going. Good. Bring yes. him on. Okay, Jonathan, you got anybody else you want to mention here? I, you know, we looked him up right before we came over, and I can't remember his name. The guy who was the villain in Cobra, but he was the yeah. uh, the villain in a lot of you know sort of quirky eighties. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a whole group of guys who just made their living that way, and some of them didn't always have a lot of lines. I mean, if you think about, there's a guy whose name you won't know, but you know his face. His name is Al Lung, and Al Lung has pretty much been a bad guy in every martial arts movie that's ever been made, really? he, and he was always like cast as Chinese thug. And things like that, and he's the he's the slightly bald, wispy-haired, long black hair with the Fu Manchu mustache, and he was usually fighting either with hatchets or cleavers, and he was in you know uh, things like Big Trouble in Little China right, and stuff right, like right, that, right. Um, and Black Rain, yeah. and uh, he was again a staple. He's in like every movie. He's made a fortune off of just being a non-speaking bad guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, his line was usually the guy who screamed that started off the melee. That's right? exactly. That There'd be a crazy Chinese yeah. standoff, and then all of a sudden he'd let out a word crying everybody starts hacking each other to death it's perfect cool you know? well i was gonna put a, i was gonna put a rule down before we did it but i'm so glad you're coming up with these names because i was gonna put down the rule that it can't be somebody that's a leading actor right right because i've had people tell me oh robert de niro yeah. who's a great bad guy but he's a leading one, it's, actor. it's a one-off yeah i mean if you look at a lot of guys you know like rutger howard's played a bad guy yeah, right throughout rutger howard and he told me we can't no way <laughs> jerry and i are on the same page here because yeah there, there's there's a difference between a bad guy role and somebody like lee van cleef for example right who constantly played a bad guy yeah, you know yeah. who just made a living off of it well i'm gonna have to break my own rule and that's why i prefaced it with that rule because i know i'm breaking the rule one of the great creepy guys and that's John Malkovich in yes. the line of fire. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, definitely. One of my favorite assassins. And he yeah. was uh, the guy with the, you know, the wooden gun, you know? Yeah. Very, very, very it's clever. almost like that Frankenstein moment where he's shooting the boat in the lake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and right, right, right. Yeah, that's that, right. Off that kid, but he doesn't, he doesn't quite do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why'd you shoot the duck? Yeah. If you're going to go John Malkovich, then you also have to throw in the Anthony Hopkins, you know, oh. for Hannibal. You know, yes. that's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. Hey, but we have to do a commercial right now. 
So we're going to do a quick commercial, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about bad guy actors at Rick's Martini Bar. All right, this is Jonathan Anderson, and we are back with Rick's Martini Bar talking about uh, movie bad guys. We're talking about bad guy actors. Bad and, guy actors, And yeah. we talked about, we started off with Richard Lynch, and uh, Grant, you want to talk a little bit more about Richard Yeah, uh, I felt Lynch. like we kind, of, we kind of moved by him a little fast. I mean, this guy, uh, if you really look at it, I mean, this is a guy who worked constantly, um, you know, he, and he worked with a lot of the same people. If you look at him, um, you know, a big movie for him was, was playing Cromwell in the Lee Horsley classic, there you so this name you haven't heard in a while. Matt Houston. Yeah, yeah the, sword, the sword and the Sorcerer. And then later he would go on to play a bad guy on Matt Houston. Oh, he did play that. Yeah, I mean, he did shows like, uh, you know, Riptide, Airwolf, A-Team. He even did that terrible Dick Glenn Larson show, Manimal. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yes, and Fall Guy. And, you know, and he, he was an interesting guy. And, you know, it was funny. I think there was something about every one of these guys had a specific moment that would always be written into whatever they did right. by the guys that were writing for them. And with Richard Lynch, it was always in everything he did. There would be a moment where he had the girl he had hostage, or the the girl he's you know he's taken in a kidnapping or whatever, where he would get a little bit sleazy with them and he would lean into them and want to kiss them. And you could just see these actresses kind of working their way through this, going okay. And then there'd be the one where he they'd actually have to act like they like him when he's playing a bigwig or something like that. And you could just see they're going, God, and his nose would be all kind of runny, and it was just and it was in every single thing he ever did. Blown back white, that's right. Yeah, 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 he looked like he was wearing a fright wig out there, and and every. Single Richard Lynch show had that moment in it where he would lean in and get real close. Okay, to him. worst, worst. Which which TV superhero was worse, Manimo or um, Man from Atlantis? Which one? Would you Ooh, <laughs> that's a tough call. You know, I mean, because I got a thing. I got a problem with Aquaman type things oh, in general. Uh, it's like yeah, yeah. Man from Atlantis is totally Aquaman. But. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's. A, I, I think Manimal. Yeah, I, I got to say, Manimal <laughs> takes yeah, the cake because at least with the Man from Atlantis, you had Patrick Duffy, who's kind of a cool dude. And, you know, he'd go on to play Bobby Ewing a little later, which was kind of nice, and he could swim really fast. Manimal was just kind of like Glenn Larson sitting around having a scotch, going, "Hey, yeah. how can I, how can I soak my audience for a little more money post Galactica?" Well, yeah. the one that pushed Manimal over the top is the lamest ever. Was the, the episode where they showed him prepping for like hand to hand combat with some guy who was a big fighter, and he was watching like videos of all these animals fight, and then they showed him yes. in the fight, like trying to act like a bear, yeah, and then monkey act, style, yeah, like act like a vulture or something. It's like, man, you're lame. Yes, just a terrible show. Right up there with Lamimal. Right up there with Lamimal. <laughs> right up there with Martini Auto Man. Another very short lived. Which one is that? Auto Man. You remember that one? It was like I, I it was post Tron. Oh, this really? guy was like a computer dude, and, and, and he could turn you know like himself into a car, and he'd fly around the city with this little thing, this little cursor following him around that would do things for him. Wow. I also think that might have come from the uh, brilliant mind of Glenn Larson. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of bad acid trips, Grant's going on. <laughs> I have no recollection of Auto Man. I don't remember that one. And either. we were watching the same TV yeah. until we were 18. Be careful, yes. Of, yes. Be careful of those bad acid trips. That's yeah. how Richard Lynch got burned in the first place. And you know, okay. I, the truth is, I don't think you can do these. 
these kinds of villains anymore. Guys like this who were staple villains who would repeat time and time again as different characters, that's a tough thing to pull off these days. Audiences don't buy into the idea of an actor who they like to see on a regular basis in a guest role or even in a regular role playing. You can't Darren Stevens anybody anymore. It just doesn't work, you know. And um, and I think that's a bummer. And and I think also, you know, now these days we've got these beautiful plasma TVs and LCDs. There was something about watching these particular guys on an old 21-inch Zenith, you know, that made it better. It didn't sound as good. Think how much more scary Richard Lynch would be in HD. Can you imagine? Richard Lynch in HD, it would be like looking like like, like at Mercury, like a a map of Mercury. It would just be unbelievable. Richard Lynch, James Woods, all in high D. Or Danny Trejo. Of course, we see Danny Trejo in HD all the time. That's never pleasant either. Danny Trejo, another guy who's consistently good bad guy in the Latino. Oh, yeah. Like with Pepe Serna, another guy. Right, Pepe, right. if you don't know who he is, look him up. You'll know him the minute you see him. Okay, Jonathan, you had somebody else that the, that, that we were going to talk about? Yeah, we, we looked him up. The guy's name I couldn't remember was Brian Thompson. He was the villain in Cobra. He was also uh, uh, the berserker in Weird Science, one of my favorite alien oh, movies. Science. He was the alien bounty hunter in uh, X-Files, and he was the bad guy in a lot of other things. He's kind of got that big head menacing look yeah. type Rich- of thing going. Very few lines in any in anything he was ever in, but you know, you yeah. knew when he walked on screen something bad was about to happen. Right, right. Yeah, right. if Richard Dawkins looked at this guy, he'd say, okay, there was a split in the evolutionary chain. This dude's, <laughs> this dude's got the forehead Sloping and the jaw. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like he's yeah. on a quest for fire. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two here that are current ones, and, and I agree with you, you can't get them, because these are, these are both good-looking bad guys nowadays, but Mark Strong now from the, he plays a great band. Guy, now he was in the Sherlock Holmes um, uh, one, and then another one of my favorites. You brought up Snape uh, from, uh, uh, but I'm going to bring up Jason Isaacs, who's a great bad guy, Fantastic. In the Patriot. Yes, where he was uh, played Colonel Tevington, I think was his name. Yes, and then uh, and then he was the uh, Malfoy. Malfoy. Yeah, right. Dad yes. Malfoy's, Malfoy's dad. dad. Yes. No, he's Malfoy's dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah he, he's kind of a spooky dude. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just uh, he's just a. Uh, Fairly good-looking dude, but just something's not there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's, he's yeah he's got that. He he regards you. Yeah. He doesn't look at you. He regards you, and you feel like yeah, oh god, something's gonna happen. It's like a raptor's eyes. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's really the only person worse to open the door on uh, Halloween night when you're trick or treating than him is uh, the lady with all the cats, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, any more that we missed, Grant? Well, I think we've covered them all. I mean, you know, it, I, I, again, I think this is it's, it's sort of a bygone era, it and is. and we don't see these guys just repeating as bad guys. They anymore. would never get a job. No, no, they wouldn't. They get jobs now more for the camp of it all. Right, um, you right, know, where right. They'll just uh, you know, they'll they'll get the job because someone will go. I haven't seen him in a while, and that's uh, that's a good thing. I guess it keeps them working, keeps them you know keeps them out of the motion picture health and welfare home <laughs> that's good that's good and well anyway your timing was perfect because we are out of time here at rick's martini bar so um don't forget to listen to this and support the sponsors that are on your local radio station and also you can help us by going to amazon.com following the link where you can also download this at www.mccartymetro.com or just go to the itunes store and search for rick's martini bar Grant Anderson, Jonathan Anderson, thank you for being here. And for the Anderson Brothers, I'm Jerry McCarty. Cheers! Cheers.